The following program is paid for by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Finance of America Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 1071, AZBK 0910184. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Absolute Mortgage. Visit absoluteloans.com or call 888-90-HOMES for cost information. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, sponsored by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Finance of America Mortgage. Now in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, February 6th show. I am your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. I am here to empower our community, providing you with opportunities and solutions when it comes to your money. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with the amazing guests that I have right here in studio today. Please call the show at one 855 411150 Again, that's one 855 411150 or online at com. And the line up for today's show. We have Liz Johnson with Liz Johnson Group at Keller Williams Royalty in Puyallup. Uh, whether you're new construction or resale, home is in your future. Knowing the difference is important to make the right decision on your next purchase. So we're going to be talking about new construction uh, properties today. Also in studio, I have Justin Richards and Elisa Skoglin and Bob Bolak, all with Keller Williams Realty Bellevue. Out of the box real estate broker. What does it take to be different in today's real estate environment? Is it important to be different in today's real estate environment? Definitely. Keep doing things the same way, get the same results. If you want different results, you need to make a change. If your buyer listening right now and having challenges in this environment with the lack of inventory, it'll be a great segment with uh, Justin, Elisa, and Bob. And last guest in studio, Scott Schaefer with SW Group Credit Repair. Taking that first step to repair your credit will make a huge impact on your financial history and your life. Making small changes on your credit report can have a huge impact and what's available for you. It can make a big difference in everything that you do regarding your finances. Great information and great guests in studio. Again, for more information or to talk with the guests that I have in studio today, you can call the show at one 855 Again, it's one 855 or online at com. And let's start out today's show, as always, with a little money chat. Money. Money. Today I'm going to talk about mortgage insurance and mortgage insurance removal. How you do it, when you can do it, and what loans you can do that with. Now I mentioned in an earlier show that President signed legislation that renews the tax deductibility of mortgage insurance premium. MIP premiums for qualified homeowners through 2016, so that was great news uh, to be able to save some money on your taxes. The deduction is available for homeowners with adjusted gross income below $100,000 at the 100% of the premium. Now for homeowners with adjusted gross income from 100,000 and one penny to 110,000 deductions are phased out at 10% increments for each additional $1,000 of adjusted gross in household income. Now today I wanted to talk about the removal process for mortgage insurance, MI or private mortgage insurance, PMI. Now it depends on the loan and whether you can remove mortgage insurance or not. Mortgage insurance premium MIP is attached to FHA or HUD financing and is required for the life of the loan. So there's no opportunities to be able to remove mortgage insurance if you're on an FHA loan unless you refinance into conventional financing. Now private mortgage insurance PMI is for conventional financing 
fencing and can be removed. The Homeowners Protection Act, Act law governs when a mortgage lender can and must remove private mortgage insurance for a home loan. Now, lenders' mortgage insurance, also known as private mortgage insurance, or PMI, in the United States is an insurance payable to the lender or trustee for a pool of securities that may be required when taking out a mortgage loan. It is insurance to offset losses in case the consumer, you as the homeowner, is not able to repay the loan and the lender is not able to recover its cost after foreclosure and the sale of the mortgage property. Now, PMI is required on conventional loans with less than a 20% down payment. Automatic PMI. PMI termination. Once your loan has a value based on a loan to value based on the original principal, original price paid for the home, at 78% of the PMI will automatically terminate if your loan payments are up to date. Now, requested PMI removal. You can request removal of PMI when the loan balance reaches 80% of the original home's value when the loan was initially taken out. A PMI disclosure will be part of the disclosure package and lists the date when your uh, loan will hit that 80% mark. Now, extra principal payments during this time can shorten the time to reach that 80%. To have the PMI removed, you must be current on your mortgage payments and request the PMI removal in writing. Now, the lender may require you to prove that you do not secure or have any second loans against the property um, and you you may have to pay for an appraisal to show the home value has not decreased. Doesn't matter if it's increased because we haven't gotten to that part yet, but this is an extra 2% in the loan to value from 80% to the 78% that we talked about earlier when it will automatically drop off, the lender will remove it. Now, if you wait until the 78%, that extra 2% loan to value, it can be a, a substantial amount of money that you're paying additional in PMI because you did not make note or uh, make reference to that 80% and when that date hits. So you definitely want to mark your calendar on a $100,000 loan with an estimated 0.78% calculation for the cost of mortgage insurance. This would be an additional $65 a month that you'd be paying until you hit that 80%. Now, alternative termination criteria. The Homeowners Protection Act dictates that the PMI can stay on the loan for no longer than one half of the term of the loan. So even if the loan to value is greater than 78%, when half of the term has passed, the lender must remove the mortgage insurance. This is final termination of the PMI, and it might occur with mortgage terms that are included in an interest-only payment when the loan balance is not reduced by the actual monthly payments. Now, let's talk about the exciting thing is the request of early PMI removal. You can request early removal of PMI when the loan balance reaches 80% of the home's current market value. In addition, you must have a minimum history of making payments on the loan. With most lenders, this is a minimum 36 months, but in some cases, it might be as low as 24 months, never lower than that. So you're going to see between 24 to 36 months that you can go in for early removal. To have the PMI removed, you must, again, be in writing and have that 20% equity position on the current market value. The lender may require to prove, again, that you don't have any second mortgages against the home, and you're definitely going to have to pay for an appraisal of five, 600 bucks to show and support that the 80% loan to value has been met based on the current market value. There are ways to avoid paying PMI altogether with less than 20% down. Those of you who have listened to my show on a regular basis, I've talked about the, uh, the buyout or the single premium mortgage insurance, which is my favorite uh, if you plan on keeping your property. Now, here's the ways to get out of paying the monthly mortgage insurance. Lender paid PMI. This is where you're going to take a higher interest rate for the life of the loan. It's not my favorite option. Unless 
unless you're going to keep the property very short term, um, maybe less than a couple years. Now, the single premium, also known as a buyout, which is my favorite, it, this is an upfront fee to avoid paying the monthly PMI. Now, this is a great option if you plan on keeping your loan for longer than that 24 to 36 months, depending on how long the minimum requirement is before you re- reach that uh, 20% equity position. So the numbers don't lie. It's really easy to determine what's best for you. Run the numbers on all of your options. Again, as a reminder, make sure that your mortgage uh, consultant is shopping all the mortgage insurance companies because, yes, they do price differently depending on different qualifying factors. And coming up next in the Money Hour, new construction is on the rise and in high demand. Today, we're going to discuss the new construction trends and opportunities for the next real estate purchase and how it might benefit you looking at new construction properties. I have Liz Johnson with the Liz Johnson Group at Keller Williams Realty Pew all up right here on 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I liked things to always be the same. Anything new or different would scare and upset me. I was very sensitive to lights and sounds. It was almost like I had bigger eyes and ears than everyone else. So I built secret hiding places where nothing could get in. I didn't like looking people in the eye. It made me feel uncomfortable. I'd throw big tantrums over little things like when my socks didn't match. Sometimes I'd do the same things over and over. Until one day I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. You can see signs of autism in children as young as 18 months. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. So many people in the real estate industry are more concerned with telling people what they want to hear. Liz Johnson believes honesty is always the best policy, even when her clients might not want to hear the truth. Liz Johnson believes they deserve that. A foundation built on trust is of utmost importance to Liz Johnson. When it comes to your home and money, you are owed nothing less than the truth. With over 11 years of experience and over 250 properties sold, Liz Johnson's experience speaks volumes. To know how Liz can help you in King or Pierce County, contact her today at 253-670-0357 or by email at liz at thelizjohnsongroup.com. Hi, this is Liz Johnson with the Liz Johnson Group at Keller Williams Realty. Feel free to give me a call at 253-670-0357 and I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. Sponsored by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Pinnacle Capital Mortgage Corporation. Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, February 6th show. My goal is to keep you up to date on the latest news and trends in our local economy. Keep me tuned in and I will keep you informed. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but I'm here to answer any questions that you have, any suggestions you want for future topics for the show. Also, most important to connect you with the guests that I have in studio today. Call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's one 855 
855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And in studio right now, I have Liz Johnson with the Liz Johnson Group at Keller Williams Realty Bellevue. And right now in studio, I have Liz Johnson with the Liz Johnson Group at Keller Williams Realty, Pew Allup, and why new construction versus resale. We're going to talk about the benefits of uh, new construction. And Liz, first time that I've had you in studio today. I'm excited. Thank yes. you very much for coming in. Thank you for having me. And a little bit about Liz's background. Liz has been in the real estate business for 11 and a half years and has sold over 250 properties. She specializes in the South. King North Pierce County areas of Puget Sound with emphasis in uh, Tehala, Lake Taps, Sumner, and Bonnie Lake neighborhoods. Liz is, cer- Liz is certified new home ambassador, waterfront and raw land specialist, and technology leader in the industry. 80% of Liz's business is from past clients and past client referrals. She's a member of the National Association of Realtors Education Community Committee, chairman of Agent Leadership Council, and a repeat award winner in the last several years for top associate and top sales through Keller Williams Realty. And quite a, um, quite a feat there, uh, Liz, to be doing such a high amount of volume. So congratulations on that. Well, thank you. And Liz, so let's go ahead and start out with why would a buyer want to use a uh, realtor or a broker outside of working with the builder's um, person that's sitting on site? Well, it's quite simple. The agent that's sitting there on site, they are there to help buyers, but essentially they work for the builder. The builder is the one paying their salary or buttering their bread, as you might say. So when push comes to shove, if there's an issue, you don't have an advocate on your side if you're using the site agent. And for instance, I just recently last month had a a buyer of new construction. Um, I got them credited Uh $2,000 because the design center said, oh, we made a mistake, da-da-da. We will credit you 2000 and my buyer was happy. And then the next day, that same person says, oh, I overspoke. I couldn't give you that. I'm sorry. And wow. I stepped in and said, no, 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 you don't get to do that. Yes. I don't care if you have to write a personal check. Uh-huh. Somebody's giving my buyers $2,000, and we won. Wow. And, you know, also the, that agent that sits site, I mean, their next job is dependent on that builder, whether they're going to put them on another site as oh, well. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, so they don't want to disrupt that relationship. Exactly. So they're not going to go to bat for the buyer if there is a problem. Most of the time there's not a problem, but uh-huh. you just want that extra person on your side. Plus, the seller, the builder in this case, is paying our fee. Yes. So it's good point. It's like going, I always tell people if you don't use your own agent, it's like going to court and letting the prosecutor represent you instead of getting your own defense attorney. Love it. Now, Liz, what would you tell my listeners um, about the uh, recommended for new construction versus resale? Well, there's a lot of reasons, and I'm. Let me start by saying new construction isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the benefits, though, are you get homes that are built for today's lifestyles in mind that aren't, you know, with huge closets. I mean, if you look at homes built in the turn of the century of last, you know, in the 1900s, even through the 1940s, they had little tiny closets. Yes. And nowadays, we've got these nice big walk-ins with master suites and. Um, So you get that, um, you get more energy efficient homes, um, you get a quicker appreciation. There's been a study that when you buy 
a new home versus a resale home, you get a four to five percent jump on the appreciation over the resale. Why? Wow. Why is that? I don't know. Wow. (laughs) I wish I knew exactly, but I know um, where I live in Tahali. I've sold homes that people have only lived in a year, and they're still walking away with forty, fifty thousand dollars of equity. Yeah, and in this in this market with all the appreciation that we've seen, if you bought it pre-sale, you've got all that time before it's actually completed. So there's an instant. Yeah, appreciation. The most appreciation I saw so far with my resales there have been, it was 19%. Yeah, and that's crazy. And and keep in mind, I mean, when you make a, an offer on a new construction property that's not going to be completed for nine months, you're not making payments right. until after you close the deal. But you're making deal. appreciation. Nine, but you're making the appreciation a pretty yep. sweet deal. So what are some other benefits, uh, Liz, for purchasing a new construction home? Well, it's you have a home with really no problems. Mm-hmm. It's under warranty. I call it a bumper-to-bumper warranty for the first year. So anything that goes out except for a light bulb burning out, uh-huh. um, the builder will fix. And then you get a two-year warranty um, for, they call it mechanical. So if okay. the electrical, like if you've got a breaker that keeps going, keeps tripping or something, that's covered. Or um, any HVAC, the heating stuff, that's mm-hmm. covered. And then you have a 10-year um, structural warranty. So if the roof starts sagging or caving in or the foundation starts cracking. Mm-hmm. But even that is so rare. I've never seen anybody have to take a builder up on that 10-year part. Wow. Because yeah. of the codes that are in today's Good building point. codes. They, yeah. they won't let the house be built if it's not up to an unbelievable standard of building. Yes. So what about if if the, a builder that you're interested in or a community that you're interested in, the builder doesn't offer features that you may want in your home? Yes. So let's talk about me now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Are you so your special list? Yeah. Your special requirements? Yeah. Um, we we found a house that met all of our needs. Okay. So it, it had the, the top five things we needed to have. But for instance, I hated all of their lighting packages from Uh the basic to the top of the line. So what we decided to do is we just stuck with the basic. And since that light was really only 30 bucks, I've Uh taken it out and put it a put a free sign on it out front (laughs) and bought something fabulous and replaced it. So it's no big deal. And even like um, I didn't like any of their pendant lights or ceiling fans, but Uh we had them wired and capped. So when I find that showpiece ceiling fan that I would love to have, it's ready to go. Got it. But I didn't want to just put some basic, you know, nothing special ceiling uh-huh. fan in my great room. So you can, you know, look at what you might want and just right. um, you can replace that. Exactly. Yeah. And what about, um, what if a buyer says, you know what, uh, Liz, I really like the old designs and vintage style homes. Why, why wouldn't they want to consider going that route? Well, they might, but that's where I do a more intensive buyer consultation as far as, you know, what is it about that that they want? Okay. Do they really want the older neighborhood and the older home? And do they, are they fine with the closets that can fit, you know, the little closets that are two feet wide by yes. two feet deep? Yeah. Is that, does that fit their lifestyle? Uh-huh. If it doesn't, can we maybe get a newer house that would we could make to look like it's older, you know, higher baseboards and more mm-hmm. crown molding or chair rail or something like that that okay. would make them feel like they're in an older home. So it's it really boils down to asking the right questions of the clients. Makes sense. And what about the cost associated with new construction? Are you going to see uh, that buyers are going to pay additional costs when they're buying new, new construction versus resale? No, the only thing... Um, 
some builders, and that's where if you have a professional like me mm-hmm. on your side, I can guide you as to what builders do a lot of, um, I guess, bait and switch is the best way I can okay. put it, where okay. you walk into the model home and it's done to the nines because every single thing they put in there was an upgrade. And if you bought their home that base price of, let's say, $400,000, uh-huh. By the time you make it look like the model, it's going to be five twenty, five hundred twenty thousand. Yeah. So, but some builders are very straight across the board. Which, like Lennar, uh-huh. they have a their little tagline is everything's included. Yeah. So what and you when see you're, is what you get. When you're working with, and that's again we talked about at the very beginning. The first question I asked you, and, and why work, you know, with a why work with a, a broker that's not actually on site, and really the benefit and why you would not want to work with a broker right. that's on site, and um, you know. There's a there's a another reason for that. Now, what about the builder nightmares that you hear? Another reason why you want to work with somebody that's not on site, so someone's fighting for you, as you said. Mm-hmm. So, how involved are you in that that process, Liz? Um, it well, I get ahead, uh, involved way ahead of time. Like uh-huh. there's certain builders that I won't, I don't recommend. Yes. So I'll say, you know, I, I see what you're saying. What if we found a different home, a different community with a different builder? Because mm-hmm. I've heard nothing but nightmares yeah. with this builder, and I don't think I don't think it's safe for me to be a part of this train wreck that's Got about it. to happen. <laughs> and on that note, and that's really important too, Liz, because not all uh, brokers actually really understand new construction. So right. it's important that you find one that actually has a history like yourself exactly. that doesn't works with a lot of new construction, and you know the builders, you know the good ones and the bad mm-hmm. ones, and and uh, everything that that entails. Well, and another benefit to that is that I can help them sell their other home in another location, whereas site agents have to stay on site and work for that builder. Yes. So I can be party to both of their transactions and have a smooth line of communication going across the board as opposed to playing that old game of telephone. Yes. Like, well, you tell your agent, da-da-da-da-da, so... Makes makes total sense. And again, you know, the site agent, I would I would never work with the site agent. I would always have my own representation. But the importance of having representation outside of the builder that has experience in new construction right. is so key. What about the negative side? If there was um, some things that you could share about what is not uh, positive about purchasing new construction? Um, some people have, uh, they don't, it depends on the neighborhood. Um, some new home communities will start with, uh, oh, the homeowner fees are just, you know, 40 a month. And uh-huh. then they realize, oh, that doesn't work. So, oh, guess what? Now they're 70 a month and things like that. Or um, if you, this is, if you have a good lender like yourself, uh-huh. Uh-huh. they would estimate the taxes higher. Um, a few 1.2%. Pe- yep. A uh-huh. few people I've uh, ran into, they, their mortgage payment was based on the taxes based on the vacant land. Yeah. And then once the tax man and they figured don't even out, know that <laughs> right, and then the tax <laughs> man huge. figured out there's a house there, a big yes. beautiful one, and uh-huh. oh, their mortgage payment went up three hundred and fifty dollars a month. Yes, exactly. And that doesn't work for everybody. No. So there's some of that, and then some people just don't like some new home communities. They come cookie cutter, or mm-hmm. they don't like the lack of mature landscaping yet, and it just depends. Yeah. So Liz, what if someone goes in and they they uh, venture into new construction, and they think this is the right thing? They close a year or so down the road. They they feel that they made a mistake. 
Well, they can sell it and make a profit. There you go. Because we talked, we talked, <laughs> and about, I can help them. We talked uh, earlier about so if you can get into new construction, the newer you can get into the new construction before the construction is completed is awesome, especially in this uh, market right now that we're uh, dealing with with all of our appreciation. Right. Um, Follow up question on the warranty, and we we talked a little bit about that, but yeah. um, can you talk about the warranties for new construction? Yeah. So um, what I usually do uh, um, instead of having a home inspection because you have a walkthrough right before you close. Um, to make sure everything's tight and as it should be. Uh-huh. Um, I always recommend that my buyers schedule a one-year home inspection, uh, well, really 11-month home inspection. So let's say they closed on the home in April. I schedule for them to have a home inspection in March and have that guy go in the crawl space in the attic and check all the you know, outlets and whatever. And then they'll make their report. And then when the warranty people come through at the one-year mark, they can go, oh, yeah, fix all this stuff, too, and it's handled. Yes, makes it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Liz, thank you so much for uh, visiting me in studio. Sure. I really appreciate it, and your expertise in the uh, real estate market, I'm sure my listeners could um, uh, really benefit as well. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Coming up next on the Money Hour, are you a buyer in today's real estate environment? If you are, it takes an out-of-the-box real estate broker to help you win. Justin Richards and Alisa Skoglund and Bob Bolak, right here on 1150 AM KKNW after the short break. So many people in the real estate industry are more concerned with telling people what they want to hear. Liz Johnson believes honesty is always the best policy, even when her clients might not want to hear the truth. Liz Johnson believes they deserve that. A foundation built on trust is of utmost importance to Liz Johnson. When it comes to your home and money, you are owed nothing less than the truth. With over 11 years of experience and over 250 properties sold, Liz Johnson's experience speaks volumes. To know how Liz can help you in King or Pierce County, contact her today at 253-670-0357 or by email at liz at thelizjohnsongroup.com. Hi, this is Liz Johnson with the Liz Johnson Group at Keller Williams Realty. Feel free to give me a call at 253-670-0357 and I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I, I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. Sponsored by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Pinnacle Capital Mortgage Corporation. 
Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, February 6th show. I'm committed to providing you knowledge needed to be successful in every area of your finances. Knowledge is power, and that's what you'll receive from listening to my show. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you're listening to a rebroadcast to talk to the guest I have in studio or any questions that you have for me, your host, you can call the show at one 855 411150. Again, that's one 855 And in studio right now, I have uh, Justin Richards and Elisa Skoglund and Bob Bolak, all a team together at Keller, Keller Williams Realty Bellevue. We're going to talk about out-of-the-box real estate broker. And I'm, you know, Justin's been in studio a few times as the team leader. Uh, Lisa and Bob, this is the first time I've talked with you guys. So I don't know if I'm going to direct any of my questions to Justin or not. He may just have to listen in today. Thanks, you guys, for coming into studio. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. And a little background about the uh, team leader, Justin Richards. Uh, born and raised in Seattle, Washington, Justin's made residential real estate marketing, acquisition, and real- resale his professional focus dating back to 2005. With more than 10 years in real estate and proven systems for client success, Justin and his team have built a uh, pre- business practice, guiding management, and exclusive level of clientele in the greater Puget Sound through a home selling and buying process. His background has allowed a unique and compelling insight into the real estate process, contract negotiation, and overall community knowledge. Real estate is not a nine-to-five job. It's a 24-7 year-round professional operation that Justin and members of his team run at a high level. And a little bit about uh, Lisa. Lisa loves everything about what the Pacific Northwest has to offer. She took a leap into the real estate at the age, young age of 22 and never has looked back. Alisa is a very assertive person that brings unique perspective to selling, buying, or investing in real estate. One of her main goals is to empower her clients with the tools that they need to make educated decisions. To Alisa, it's never been about just making a deal. It's about creating a relationship with her clients that will last for generations. In Alisa's 10 years plus of experience in both real estate and as well as property management, she has had the great pleasure of working with management and exclusive level clientele across the Puget uh, Pacific Northwest, including clients from Microsoft, Amazon, Boeing, BNSF, and GOY Construction, which, by the way, my husband just retired from GOY Construction uh, a couple years ago. No way. And I know, small world. And to uh, name just a, a, those are just to name a few. So, Alisa, thank you again for coming into studio. Bob, Justin, uh, really excited to have a conversation. I'm uh, glad that uh, we've got the team here today. And we're going to talk about out-of-the-box real estate broker. As I announced in the beginning of the show, I mean, it's a crazy market out there for buyers. And I think in any market, it's important to work with and with uh, an experienced um, agent and team. But in this market, even more so. And it takes a little bit more than just having experience, but it does taking thinking out of the box a little bit to be able to win. So can you explain what you mean by out of the box roll tour? That's a great question. So basically what we do at Team Richards and what I do is just boots on the ground, really. I mean, going out and previewing 10 to 15 homes a week so that we can really get to know the market for our buyers. A lot of clients, um, you know, they work nine to five and it's Mm kind of hard for them to see those homes that just come up fresh on the market. Um, And so a lot of agents 
kind of miss that, right? They they see a house that comes on the market and they're just, they got to go out and go and take a look at it with their clients. Uh, our biggest thing is this is our full-time job. And so we um, try to make it be that way for our clients so that they get that 100% um, service and, yep. and all there the 100% attention uh, to, and attention to the detail, which is so important. So Elisa, what are things that you guys do as a team that a, a buyer or even a seller may not see from another broker? Well, one of our biggest things is um, our team. So mm-hmm. we've got Bob that does all of the back end type of stuff. And then we have um, several other agents that aren't in studio here with us. We have Twee, we have Carrie, and we have Yvette, which Yvette's been on the show before. Um, And so what we can do is we can lean on each other a little bit too. If there's a a buyer that is looking for a specific area, um, if one of our agents has more of a a stronger um, knowledge base on Mm -hmm. that area, then we can kind of lean on each other a little bit. Um, So you're actually getting more than one agent which is fantastic. Yes. Um, so you get, you know, you're essentially paying for one agent, but you're getting a humongous team behind you. So as a buyer, you you know that you're not going to be paying for that service. The seller pays for it. But yes. as a seller, you're also getting that huge benefit, which is fantastic. And I think that's important. You mentioned uh, personality types because we all have different personality types and being able to connect uh, with with your agent, you're spending a lot of time with them. You're hanging out, going and looking at homes, and there's a lot of things that are going to take place as well as there's stress that comes up. That's why it is listed at one of the things that can cause divorces and marriages is buying a house because um, there's a lot of things that can come up. So having a personality that you uh, connect well with, and you also mentioned the, uh, you know, the time. I mean, there's only so much that can be done in a and a, a day's work. Whereas if you've got the team that all pull together um, that can assist with that. So that is uh, awesome. Now, how do you find working with a team, um, you know, better than, than not? What are some other things that that team benefit brings to buyers and sellers? One of the awesome things that we have um, with Team Richards Realty is we have a phenomenal front end, uh, which would be the agents that you see on a day-to-day basis. And then we also have um, the team that you don't see as as he, um, as in Bob. <laughs> <laughs> the back end. The back end, yes. Bob so takes Bob, care of everything. What do you do on the back end? <laughs> so so my job is basically to make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm supporting the, the brokers behind the scenes so mm-hmm. that they can have their attention and their focus on what really matters, i.e. their client. Yes. And so, you know, one of, one of the things that I really like about our team is that before I actually was part of the team, I was one of Justin's clients as both a buyer and a seller. That and is one of the impressive. one of the things that one of the things that I really liked about that, and I and I noticed and appreciated about it, was that from both ends of the transaction, I I didn't really have to worry about anything. It all just went smoothly and uh-huh. and went the way it was supposed to. And you know, there was someone around to answer any questions I had if I was freaking out about this, that, or the other thing. And so, in my role as as the operations manager for the team. I, I look at it as my job to make sure that I get give that same experience to all of the clients that we're currently working with the same way that I got it as as both a buyer and a seller. Uh-huh. And and that it's so it's so important because I've uh, you know buyers and sellers on on the outside don't understand all of the details that it takes to close a transaction. They see the mistakes happen because 
there are a lot of mistakes that happen because of not having that team. And I always talk about if you look at any other any business, you've got a system, you've got your process, and you've got your business. The system should be set up by the leader. The process gets managed. All the back-end stuff managed by a, sp- a specific part of the team. And the business is for the front end. The business means taking care of your clients and making sure that front-end process is, is working. So it's a really important process and, and very important, uh, Bob. And I just think it's very cool that you were a buyer and seller and joined the team because their team was so awesome in how they're they're running that system and processes. And the other thing I'd like to chime in and say is, you know, the wonderful thing about our team is we are um, we are all realtors. Mm-hmm. And so part of the greater Seattle area, only 50% of those licensed agents that uh, sell real estate uh-huh. here in the Northwest are part of the National Board of Real Estate. Yeah, realtors. That's a that's a scary statistic. It statistics. is. It is. So I want to talk about. There's a whirlwind going on about the buyer open house tour. Can you tell my listeners what that is? Oh my goodness! So my <laughs> whirlwind buyer open house tour is phenomenal. I love it. Most of my buyers ask me all the time, hey, when are you doing another one? When are you doing another one? Uh So basically what I do is I pick an area, like let's take, for example, Sammamish. And so basically what I do is I pull up all of the open houses that are in the Sammamish area. It doesn't matter square footage, doesn't matter size. Um, We go to $250,000 listings, which are condos, all the way up to million-dollar properties. Uh And this just gives my buyers an idea as far as what is out on the market, um, what what can you buy? What's mm-hmm. the buying power? What What's out there? And then I also take my sellers too. when, you know, you've got a seller that's about ready to come up on the market. What I always like to do is just stick them in the car and go and let's go on our whirlwind open house and just kind of take a look to see what their competition is going to be about. Yeah. Because it's very important that buyer or that sellers know that overpricing your property in this market is very dangerous. Yes, makes it yeah, it's a, it could be a disaster financially. Mm-hmm. And what they get now, talking about open houses and and going out and and you know seeing and meeting the rural tours out in these open houses. How is that benefiting uh, your buyers when it comes into making the offer, writing the offer, and ultimately getting the offer accepted? Well, one of my favorite stories is actually one of um, we went out on a open house tour in Sammamish, and I met a phenomenal real estate agent. And lo and behold, a few months later, I submitted an offer with um, their office. And he goes, hey, I remember you. You had a couple of buyers that came through on your whirlwind open house tour. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah. And you know what? This happens to be one of those buyers. Um, and, you know, we wrote a fantastic letter. Um, just the communication that him and I, him and I had um, really helped with that. Yes. And then we ended up getting our offer accepted. And I tell you what, we were not the most, um, the highest price offer, yeah. but we did have the best terms. And a lot of times it doesn't come down to price. It comes down to those terms that you um, lay out. And the reason why for you listening, you go, what? That doesn't make any sense. Why would they not pick the highest price? Because 30% of transactions never end up closing. So exactly. it's about the terms and whether it's going to go through. I, I got to wrap us up here, but I've got to ask you about, um, you know, I just heard about the 65 plus uh, people that visited your Issaquah open house a few weeks ago. How crazy was that? It was insane. 65 plus. Insane. Insane. That is crazy. If you don't believe that now is the time to list your home for sale, you're crazy. Yes. It is just insane. These buyers that are out there are um, ready, willing, and able to buy. Um, and uh, there's lots and lots of people out there looking to buy. Hey, and Tina, did you know that we've made the dreams come true for 55 families and or in- individuals in 2015? 
And we are on track to triple that number this year, which is just amazing. Yeah, it is crazy. Well, you guys are just doing an amazing job with the uh, uh, with the team, and I appreciate you so much coming in. And of course, it's always an an open uh, welcome for any of the team to come in. So thanks, you guys. And Bob, it was great having you, uh, Mike first, and same for uh, you, Elisa. So thank you so much. You are thanks welcome. very much for having us. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Coming up next in the money hour is challenging credit holding you back from getting approved for a mortgage, a car, or a credit card. Having a good credit store is extremely important for your financial financial future. It's getting denied if you're getting denied for bad credit or you're having a problem getting financing. A little bit of a tweak on your credit score can make all the difference. Scott Chafe with SW Group Credit Repair right here at 1150 AM at KKNW. Would it be crazy if you just stopped everything, packed your bags and left? for a week, a month, a year. What if you left for two years? Would people think you'd lost your mind? What if you were going far away to help in a village on the edge of the Gobi Desert? A village crowded with Buddhist temples, not skyscrapers. A place where there isn't a word for recluse, but a thousand words for community. Would it be crazy to go 5,000 miles from home? To spend time with people the rest of the world only reads about? To build libraries and fill them with stories. Prepare a meal with food you helped grow. To teach children and learn a thing or two about yourself. Would that be crazy? Peace Corps. Life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 1-800-424-8580 or visit peacecorps.gov. You can help a friend or family member receive a free wheelchair ramp by contacting the Master Builders Association at 1-800-522-2209 or visit rampathon.org to apply. Is bad credit holding you back from getting approved for a mortgage, car, or credit card? Having a good credit score is extremely important to your financial future. If getting denied for having bad credit is a problem for you, we're the solution. Newsweek magazine named Prime National the industry leader in credit repair. They have been in the industry since 1998 and have an impeccable A-plus rating with the BBB, fully licensed with the Department of Justice, bonded for $100,000, A rating with the Business Consumer Alliance, and offers a 100% money-back guarantee. Get your credit back on track and secure your financial future. For a free, no-obligation credit consultation, call Scott Schaap directly at 954-228-6644. Again, that number is 954-228-6644. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. Sponsored by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Pinnacle Capital Mortgage Corporation. Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, February 6th show. I provide you the news on everything money, fresh information and market trends in our local economy and how it affects your financing. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. You can call the show at one 855 
411-450 or online at themoneyhour.com to ask, ask any questions for my guests or if you'd like to speak with me, any topic suggestions that you have for future shows. I always love hearing from my listeners. And in studio right now, I have Scott Schaefe with the SW Group Credit Repair. I'm dedicated to bringing you the truth when it comes to credit and credit repair. Scott, thank you so much for, uh, well, not coming back into studio because I'm I'm talking with you. I just know you said you don't want to be coming here to our Seattle uh, weather. <laughs> well, Miami, Florida is just so beautiful this time of the year, so I figured I'd I'd vote in this time. Okay, perfect. Yeah, thanks for rubbing that in, Scott. Um, uh, but it's all good. A little bit about Scott. He uh, Scott is a nationally recognized credit expert and the president of SW Group, a private referral-based credit repair organization that works with uh, lending banks across the country to assist consumers that have some credit challenges. And Scott, uh, tell me a little bit about SW Group. Sure. Just as you just mentioned, we are a private referral-based credit repair organization. And what that means is we work with banks across the country uh, to assist consumers that go in that want to purchase a home, but they're not able to get approved because they have certain negative items that are on their report and their credit scores aren't high enough in order to get approval from the bank. So what our company does is initiate disputes with the three main credit bureaus and as little as 30 days, we're able to obtain results and removal of a lot of the negative items to get their scores where they need to be so they can obtain approval for the home loan. And I always tell my, my buyers that run into credit challenges, it's, it's you, you know, the common question is, can you do it yourself? And yeah, you can attempt to do it yourself, but you're surely not going to have the same result um, as you would by hiring a professional that really understands um, the laws and how things should be reported on the credit report. So what are some basic tips, uh, Scott, that you have for my listeners to help with their credit? Sure. Uh, the, there's a two, there's a lot, but the main ones are, number one, keep your balances low. Mm-hmm. You will, there's, a, there's a pie chart that represents how they factor in your scores. The two main ones are your balances and paying on time. So anytime your balances on your credit cards are above 30%, so let's say you have a credit card with a $1,000 limit and you, you go above $300, that's going to negatively affect your score. Even if you pay it on time or you, mm-hmm. you know, that's still going to negatively affect you. So keep your balance as low as possible. The lower, the better. Uh, pay on time. Also, another one that represents about 15% is the length of account history. Keep your accounts open. Don't just close. And, you know, mm-hmm. I see this all the time where people say, well, I, I, don't, I paid that part off. I don't need it anymore, so I'm just going to close it. When you do that, not only do you lower your utilization ratio, which is your balances, but you also lower your length of account history for yeah. having an open account. So you don't want to do that. Also, you can add if you don't have any credit and you want to help your credit, you can add yourself as an authorized user, which is where you call your credit card company. We have a friend or family member add you as an authorized user, and that will report on your credit report. And if you don't have someone who's willing to do that, you can get a secured credit card 
online and start to build your credit that way. Yeah, and I've, I want to uh, touch back and circle on the tips that you gave because, and this is why it's so important to have an expert um, when when talking about anything uh, regarding your finances, credit card not being an exception to that rule is once you've closed down those accounts that Scott talked about, if you close down those credit cards, the older, the, the worse it is when you close them down, but you can never go back and reestablish that. I mean, it's gone. You've just lost that um, because of something you didn't know you shouldn't do. And, uh, you know, keeping your balances low, it's it's about uh, you know, the consolidation or the, all of your revolving debt that you have keeping under that ratio that Scott talked about. Um, so it's so important. So, Scott, can you share with my listeners the difference between credit repair and debt consolidation? Absolutely. And a lot of people confuse the two. They don't understand the difference between the two. Credit repair is using federal law, the Fair Debt Collection Practice Act, Fair Credit Reporting Act, Fair Credit Billing Act, whatever federal law applies to the mm-hmm. situation. And sending letters to the credit bureaus and or direct to the correction collection company and going after validating the debt and other specifics to have the item permanently removed from the report as if it never existed. Debt consolidation is going to a company and adding up all the bills total and low, having one monthly fee, but at the end of that, they're still gonna only go from a collection to a paid collection with what our company does is we go after just having the debt removed. For example, I had a client that came that had, and this is just one of many of course, but he had 10 collection accounts, probably about $10,000 he owed. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I was, you know, cons- I have a debt consolidation company, but, you know, the loan officer referred me to you. So we, we went through the credit repair process. And within 30 days, every single one of those collection companies was completely removed from the report. His score went up almost 200 points. I mean, he couldn't believe it. Yeah. Now, that doesn't release him from the civil liability for that because the note could still be valid, but that depends on if the civil statute limitations have expired on that debt. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other area. But there are there is a big difference between the two. And when you go through uh, debt consolidation, this is another thing that could be um, you know a mistake that you can't you can't go backwards on is it's going to affect your actual credit score even. No, and it also even. the statute of limitations on the date of last uh, activity. Good point. Yeah. So it's going to be on your credit report for another seven years, mm-hmm. and it's also going to reset when that collection company can collect on the debt from that yep. from the last payment. So you kind of refresh everything mm-hmm. as far as the statute of limitations. So. And with those, they're making uh, deals with the creditors to pay less than what is owed. So you're getting lates on that. It's going to prevent you from getting financing on a mortgage. Whereas if you just get through, go through the credit repair, and like you said, uh, Scott, have those items removed. So can you share with my listeners the credit industry, credit bureaus, and any recent events in uh, dealing with them that you uh, know about? Well, Tina, I got to tell you, uh, we recently went through a little bit of an experience with Experian, where consumer we were, you know, consumers were sending in disputes to Experian, and they just decided that they were going to reply with a one-page letter saying that they reply, they received a uh, they don't know if it's them or not, and they're mm-hmm. not going to perform the investigation. Basically, they were just trying to get out of doing their job. So, mm-hmm. uh, our attorneys immediately started filing a few hundred lawsuits uh, to Experian. Uh, and uh, are basically they ended up contacting us back and our, their att- experienced attorneys were on the phone with ours and we ended up settling for about $500 per client. So the client actually collected damages. We got the items taken care of, but it's, it's, this is the type of tactics that these credit bureaus do and they need yeah. to be held accountable 
But uh, actually, several people in the industry credit us for that because of our attorneys that that fought for them and and fought for a federal law and what they're you know they try to get away with whatever they can, but we we hold them accountable to it and we actually changed the industry somewhat because so far after that, nobody in the industry. I mean, I'm I'm in contact with a lot of other credit repair owners sure. across the country and they've stopped receiving them as well. So we actually put a stop to that very quickly. That is awesome, uh, Scott. And what about some uh, credit myths? I mean, we've talked about a big one, close accounts that you're not using, which can be a disaster um, that you cannot recover from. At least you can't get back what you've already done. What are some other myths uh, out there you can share with my listeners? Well, here's a good one. Credit reports and credit scores are not the same thing. But also... You don't have a credit score that is, like, for example, me and you right now, we don't have a credit score. Mm -hmm. Your credit score only exists when you pull a report. You don't have a credit score that sits there every day, whether you check it or not, that changes. When you pull a credit report, it gathers data from multiple different sources at that exact time and then comes up with a score. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think, they have one. Uh, another myth, you know, people think that, uh, you know, there's a lot of credit monitoring sites out there that are good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to name any names, but some of them are, you know, for example, Credit Karma. They only give you two bureaus. It's not all three, and they have inaccuracies. But also, employers cannot see your credit scores. Yep. They can only see your credit report. Mm-hmm. So, so that's I- another I want to go back, uh, Scott, because you mentioned uh, Credit Karma and some of the uh, consumer uh, ability, the ways to check credit score. And that's another myth as well, that, you know, that that score that gets generated um, is going to be be the same throughout. If you were to have your credit report pulled, you know, in in the same time frame with the same things, nothing's changed on your credit report. Talk about how a consumer credit report and a credit report that would come from a mortgage company is completely different. The biggest one Mm -hmm. that I was about to get to. When you, uh, when you pull a report on a consumer website, it's a business-to-consumer report, mm-hmm. and it's based on completely different algorithms. When you pull a credit report, there are so many different algorithms that are out there that are used. It just depends on you know, which one you're using. When you go to a bank, they're going to be basing it off of completely different algorithms. So and there's like 50-some-odd different algorithms out there, aren't there? Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. So... Your scores are going to vary. And not only that, if you go to 10 different consumer websites, let's say you go to Credit Karma, you go to MyFICO, you go to Identity Guard, you go to five different ones and you pull your report, you're going to have different scores all over the place. Yeah. But when you go to a bank, it's going to be a completely different report. That's what's called a business-to-business report, which is actually done by certain FICO models, whether it's FICO 4, FICO 8, FICO 5. I mean, nobody's really using FICO 8 right now. That was released commercially in the fall of last year. But they use different FICO models that are very specific. So consumer reports on websites are completely different than when you go to a bank. Mm-hmm. And when people go into banks all the time and they say, well, it's the Credit Karma said I had this. Yeah. And you see these commercials that they, that they do, and they're so misleading mm-hmm. because it's not in all actuality. How I do really love those commercials, though. They're fun to watch. <laughs> Yeah. What can I what can I take from the bank today for having an awesome credit score? Um, so, what about uh, S and W Group? Uh, different. I'd like for you to sh- you know share with my listeners what's different about S and W Group versus uh, some other credit repair companies out there. 
Well, when you when you contact SW Group, we have a different approach. You're not just a random person in a computer. You have somebody here that you're able to speak to, personal contact, a direct telephone number. You can even text message them in, in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. You have a personal representative here that's able to work with you, that's able to deal with your exact situation. You know, when you call us, nobody's going to read a script off a computer and have no idea, like, uh, for example, Lexington Law or one of these massive corporations out there that... Uh, you know, we get real results. Not only that, we have powerful attorneys. I mean, we will actually sue. If you go to Lexington Law and pay 100 bucks a month, they're not going to have an attorney if they don't get the right answer that's going to be willing to sue at no cost to the client. Yeah. At no cost. So that, that just doesn't occur. So it's much more hands-on service. It's much better quality service. And we get much better results. At, at the end of the day. So. Well, Scott, thank you so much for uh, for joining me again and sharing your uh, expertise with my listeners regarding uh, credit scores, and it's always a pleasure to uh, talk with you. Uh, and I look forward to um, talking with you again soon. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure, Tina. And this is your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, signing off for the day. And it is Super Bowl weekend. Uh, Hawks, we're not going to be there, but you guys did really good during the season. Anyways, I'm going to be rooting for the Broncos, just in case you want to know. My stepdaughter is a Bronco, so go Broncos. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Have friends and family over. Be safe. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'll be here same place, same time next Saturday, right here on 1150 AM, KKNW. The preceding program is paid for by Absolute Mortgage, a division of Finance of America Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS 1071, AZBK 0910184. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Absolute Mortgage. Visit absoluteloans.com or call 888-90-HOMES for cost information.